not exactly the shot they wanted. Oh! Oh! oh, oh. Holy back shot! Goodness gracious! Derek White! So is, is this aggressive enough? Somebody! Somebody! He's got all shot! Mills beckons him toward the ball from the elbow. Mills. What's up, guys? Happy International Podcast Day. Yeah, right it is. Yeah, boy. It's at the line with your boys, Ty and Mac. And we got our best friend over out here, aka our boss, Jeff Garcia. From new from the Spurs Zone of News Four San Antonio and Fox Twenty Nine, as well as the Locked On Spurs podcast. Happy International Podcast Day to you, Jeff. Hey, thanks for that. And uh, yeah, guys, uh, I know this is about ATL, but again, welcome aboard to the Spurs Zone. Thank you, man. We are glad to be the, part of the Spurs Zone family now. Yeah, yeah, you guys brought the heat for Media Day. Seriously, from, from Mac hopping on uh, Locked On and. Ty, you doing your takeaways uh, from DeMar DeRozan's little chat. Um, good job, guys. Thank you. We we had a lot of fun. I think I did more work than Mac, but we'll give it to him. Oh, no, ouch. No, no I, I will definitely give you that. Clipping clipping those <laughs> those videos and uh, and downloading them, that, that's tough work, man. That's tough work. All I did was downsize the GIF. A GIF. Sorry. For me, that I found. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. No, hey. You By told, the way, News Force San Antonio picked up on that GIF. Really? Oh, expect them to use it. Hey. <laughs> See, this, I'm... Pop, thank you for giving me this GIF masterpiece that's now going to be circu- circulating all season long. It definitely is. I think it's going to be one of those that, like, continues to, to go throughout the season, hopefully. Damn it, we, we should... We, you know what we forgot? We forgot a watermark it. Yeah, I don't know how to watermark, so that's my bad. Failing me once again, Mac. You're failing me once again. <laughs> oh. All right, but today's for International Podcast Day, we are just going, this is all Spurs Media Day. This is just Spurs Media. This is the Spurs Media Podcast. We're going to be recapping what's been said on Spurs Media Day, talk about the topics that have been talked about, and then at the end, we'll also talk about our fantasy league because we got a big game that happened this week in ATL Fantasy. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) But for the short time that we got, Jeff, we got a lot to get to. But first, the Spurs Media Day. This happens every year, of course. Jeff, were you excited about Media Day? You know what? I've been to plenty of Media Days back in my day. And um, I was kind of expecting the same old, same old. But you know what? From Popovich to DeMar to even Rudy Gay, they, they brought some very memorable quotes and statements. And especially from Popovich to one Marcus Morris that I'm sure we all talk about. Oh, definitely. So, um, definitely. yeah, I was actually pleasantly surprised that it was a very entertaining, albeit late, start to the Spurs media day. Well, we got through it anyway, but yeah, we have in total 12 different sound bites from Spurs media day because there's a lot to get to. But let's go ahead and start at the beginning with DeMar DeRozan. He started off, he kicked off media's day's presser and one of the first questions he got was about his possible contract ex- extension. Man, I just want to hoop. I don't even, my whole career, I never even once had that play on my mind. You want to get paid for it, right? I mean, you want to get paid for doing what you want to do, right? 
everybody want to, you know what I mean? But that's not my mind. That never been my focus. My focus is to go out there, hoop, play basketball, and whenever, how every how everything unfolds, that's how it's supposed to unfold. So, so while we've been talking about what's going to happen, Demar, what's Demar's future? It seems like that's not even on his mind. I think, um, I think that's the right way to take this approach. If I'm Demar Derozan. Uh, you just want to get out there and prove to San Antonio that, you know, hey, if you're going to guys, you're going to offer me an extension. Well, here's what I can bring. So, yes, he should just be focusing on hooping and earning any type of uh, extension that could offer them. Now, are there pros and cons to this? Yeah, there is. Ty, you wrote a big uh, oh, definitely. A link, um, uh, pros and cons uh, piece for the Spurs zone. Uh, but look, this is a situation where, in all, for all intents and purposes, despite the fact of him having a player option, it is a contract a DeMar DeRozan. He's staying in San Antonio or bolt. So he's taking the right approach. If he's going to bolt, he still has to prove that he can hoop. If he's going to stay in San Antonio, he's got to prove that he's worthy of a contract extension uh, beyond this season. So yeah, just do what he has to do on the court. Now, you get into the nuts and bolts of it, there's a lot of things to weigh uh whether you're on the Spurs side or on DeMar's side. Um, I, I mentioned this to Mac um, on Lockdown Spurs, so I'll mention it to you, Ty. This is a win-win situation, kind of, sort of, for the Spurs. If he leaves and they don't uh, uh, up, re-up him and extend him, that's, what, $20-plus million they can play with and next Ooh. summer is a free agency crop? If he stays, fine. He's a scorer. He a career average 20 plus. Uh, he was the best facilitator for San Antonio last season, although that's probably not going to happen again this upcoming season. And he can, and, and with scoring being a premium in the NBA with a very loose defense uh, that the teams are playing, uh, that, that could benefit San Antonio long run as well. But if they do, I hope they don't extend him out a la Pau Gasol style. Um, uh, yeah, so I think this is in a, in, in a, a situation where the Spurs can win, win, light. If y'all follow me. <laughs> so, Jeff, let me ask you because we had a good, there's been a conversation obviously around um, DeMar's contract and his um, his ability or non ability, however you want to take it, whatever you know perspective you want to take on that, but on his three point shooting. So, mm-hmm. there's been a good conversation going on through, um, through Twitter. Um, what do you, what do you take? What's your take on that? Should DeMar be, should DeMar be shooting the three? You know, is he, is, is that going to make him, obviously that'd make him a better player, but is, is that his, his sole role or he, should he be concentrating on that or concentrating more on playmaking? What is your take on that? I think he should be concentrating more on playmaking. I think at this point of his career, he is who he is as a player. Uh, I applaud him for expanding his role as far as, being a facilitator coming from his last season in Toronto and first season with the Spurs, but he is who he is. And yes, um, he put out a bunch of videos in the offseason of him hitting threes, and that's great, but can he do that consistently during an NBA regular season where the grind gets up to you, you have that rodeo road trip, and you have a back-to-backs? That remains to be seen. If he can, if, if, if he knocks him one or two down, uh, I think that's great. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think he just stick to who he is. And that is a slasher, a mid-range guy. Uh, get the N1s, a guy who fouls, and a guy who can run the floor. And 
I think that's the best you can get out of uh, DeMar DeRozan at this point of his career. I, I don't think you could teach an old dog new tricks. So, um, yeah, just stick to what he knows best because there are reinforcements coming this season. Hey, Murray, hopefully open a space for DeMar to get better looks at the three, at the, uh, at the hoop. Yeah. And not to mention this too. I mean, how many shots did he really take last year? So that, that percentage is kind of a little fudge, but <laughs> overall, uh, 13% for the season through the regular season. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, if anything, he needs to work on it. Just being there in those clutch moments. Cause he does have that reputation. And then, so, go ahead. Go ahead. Tech. I was going to say, I was going to agree with Jeff on this where it's, I, and I think it's going to be easier. And I think I said this last week and in my article that with the return to DeJounte going to where there's a true point guard, DeMar isn't going to be thrown into that anymore. He's not going to be stuck in a role that I don't think he was meant for. Yeah, he can be a great, he's a great scorer and can be a pretty damn good facilitator, but I don't think he needs to lead the offense. I think he's the guy that you can go to when you need to go to scoring, just not to lead the offense. If he's leading the offense, he has a little too much pressure on him, and I think he thinks he needs to do a bit more than he really should be doing as a result. But having DeJounte come back and having this support, this supporting cast that's all healthy going into this season so far, mm-hmm. I think that's going to help him out tremendously. And I think he's going to play much better and be more of the DeMar that he was in Toronto. Yeah, and I think the Spurs are definitely going to see that uh, with the return of Murray. Hopefully White uh, picks up his game. Uh, strong second half his last year. And De- LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, he talked about you know, his game at the conference and he, he shot the three, you know, it didn't go down, but he's always shot it. And, you know, LaMarcus is still going to be LaMarcus. So if anything, I think the, those, those veterans like DeMar DeRozan should get an injection of life with new crop of players. Yeah, uh, they've been there. They've done that. And I think their enthusiasm, their willingness to prove they belong on the NBA stage. Yeah, we know DeJounte Murray since, Day one of his uh, post-surgery days up until now, there has not been a week where he did not say something about, I can't wait to get back to the Spurs. Oh, my God. And this and that. And Spurs fans eat that up almost hourly. So, um, uh, yeah, I think that youth is going to inject life into the Spurs veterans. Rudy Gay touched on it as well. He even said that he expects the Spurs uh, young guns to uh, step up their game. So there's a lot of expectations for these young crew, and I think it'll benefit guys like. I think so. Go so when Pop opens up because we're going to move over to Pop here, but before he even start before he even gets started, I think he revealed his plans for Demar this upcoming season. Uh, last year, Demar exactly. You guys are right on it. Do you plan to expand his role? Absolutely, we're going to double it. So, so I think Pop is gonna double Demar's role. No, I think it's all sarcastic, but yeah. No, I think I think Pop is. Um, I mean, he was he was informed today. That's for sure. Oh, definitely. He was. He was. I mean, I think this is one of my favorite Pop interviews because he just seemed lively and and excited about it. And um, I think, like Jeff said earlier, the new guys are gonna inject some life into the veterans, and I think they're injecting life into into Pop. Um, and then not to mention, you know, Pop has his probably his best friend, something he treats like a somebody he treats like a son, you know, Tim Duncan next to him um, in the bench. So, I, I mean, it was it was a great interview. So and we'll come back around with, to Tim Duncan with Matt and I and then with Mac and I in the next section. But 
before we move on to the before we move on to pop roasting Marcus Morris, I have a question <laughs> for Jeff on this next sounder. Something they don't need, you know. Better to stay home and take the kids to, you know, International House of Pancakes or wherever the hell you go now. I don't know where you go <laughs> for pancakes. I used to go to Taco Cabana, but so I've never heard of getting ta- pancakes from Taco yeah. Cabana. I'm right there with you. Uh, I I go there for tacos. I go there for everything else but pancakes. So, <laughs> I, I mean, my goodness, Pop. Uh, first of all, you know, I'm pretty sure Taco Bell didn't appreciate the no more in going to Taco Bell from Popovich. Um, I'm <laughs> no, actually surprised on their social media that they did not pick, they up, didn't on pick that. up on that. <laughs> yeah. But nevertheless, uh, hey, look. If if Pop has to go somewhere else for better pancakes and put him in a better mood uh, whenever I cover games home or away, you know, I'll I'll, I'll gladly accept that. Uh, here's the thing, though. I and Mac told me before we recorded, I never knew even Bill Miller's had. I never knew that Bill Miller's pancakes are slept on. I'm just saying, and anybody out there is going to agree with me. Their breakfast is amazing. You guys are going to show me all this when I when I come up like in a few <laughs> in a few weeks in next month. Because, and the unfortunate of being a Spurs fan that lives in Dallas, I have no clue what's going on in San Antonio. <laughs> I have no well, clue. Well. I haven't lived there in 12 years. I was only. Are there any Bill Millers in Dallas? No, I think it's more of a San Antonio thing. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's a San Antonio thing, it's most likely not up in Dallas. Oh. Unfortunately. Oh, okay. There you go. Because um, Dallas sites are so special. <laughs> and do they have even Taco Cabanas up there? Yeah, we have Taco Cabanas. That was good. Okay, well. So it's, you know it's, what, it's that could be a fun post. Go and review Pancake. At Taco Cabana and Bill Miller's. And then also and gyms. You got to do gyms. That's another San Antonio staple. All right, we're going on a breakfast trip whenever I'm coming yeah, down. <laughs> it's going to be called At the Breakfast Table. Instead of <laughs> there we go. All right, so and then let's wrap this segment up with, of course, the one that everyone is talking about. It's going to be this one. Was it tough losing Dobbs considering the circumstances? And what do you like? It was more than difficult to lose Dobbs, you know, because that was, uh, let's just say that that was a, an unfortunate situation that was handled unprofessionally on a couple of different levels. You know, we made that move to make the signing that we did and got blindsided. And, you know, Dobbs was you know, a special player, as we all know, and he was young and getting better and better. So, um, yeah, we hated losing him. So he, so he kind of keeps it closed with about losing Davos Bertans, but you can see that he's throwing some some shade over Marcus Morris and is backing out of his deal earlier this July. That he is, and um, can you blame him? Uh, seriously, no, I can't. I can't blame can him. Can you blame him? It was. No, it, um, I think. It, I think everyone within the Spurs fandom. And the Spurs organization were all blindsided by this as a whole. Well, here's the thing, too. Um, it wasn't just simply that uh, Davis Bertans got moved. Uh, Return the Spurs didn't get jacked. But the Spurs also restructured a Damari Carroll's deal. So if you look at the grand picture, the Spurs literally moved mountains for Morris to join the team. They not only made some cap space, they made a roster space at the expense of a fan favorite, Davis Bertans, and a guy who was valuable for the Spurs off the bench last season because the Spurs bench crew really brought the points last season, and he was a big part of that. So, yeah, you know, Popovich has every right to be upset. 
about how it was handled. Unprofessional was the right word to use uh, that Pop uh, spitted out at, um, spat out, I'm sorry, at the uh, media day. Here's the thing, though. The mood was pretty light and jovial, but the moment he brought up, somebody asked him about the Moore situation, he, he, he definitely did a 180. He was upset, visibly upset. But look, if anything, the Spurs get the next day one, regular season, opening night, uh, Morris's lone visit. So the Spurs fans got to make that visit count because that would hate for Morris to not feel the wrath of Spurs fans. And then, of course, Bertans will make his return next season for one time and he'll get definitely a shower of a claps we would have put a past person to give a tribute video too soon for Ooh. that guys nah but so it goes so it goes yeah. morris comes back game one and then davis comes back game two it's all it's perfect we get a hate on <laughs> exactly we get, we get a hate on morris opening night and then the game two we get a love on davis it's a perfect it, it's a great setup yeah and uh you know what what irks me the most is that he, Morris was exactly what the Spurs needed. I mean, fit the bill. The Spurs uh, need help. Uh, big man depth. He was that. Um, their constellation prize was Trey Lyles. That was the guy they went to go out and get. And I'm not discounting what he can bring. You know, he's a young, promising kid, but he's not a veteran, not seasoned, not that rugged uh, Morris that the Spurs fans were hoping they would add to the roster this season. See him on media day. Instead, he did media day in New York. Now, here's the thing, too. Uh, even after that, Morris kept on saying that um, it was just business. That he wanted to go somewhere, and, and it was all about the money. But yet, he ended up signing for one year. I think that's what it was. Yeah, one year. Yeah, well, not the fifteen million. Not the two-year offer that the Spurs put on the table. So, it is what it is, guys. You got to move on, and uh, Spurs fans will get their measure of revenge opening night. Oh, yeah. I, like I said earlier, um, I even tweeted this out. Spurs fans, if you don't make this an absolute hell for him, I'll consider this a loss. This is it. it it's, it's almost as bad as, you know, as, as Kawhi, the Kawhi situation, simply because of the fact, because of, of two things. One, even players were trying to help get Morris to the Spurs. DeMar, like, like Jeff said, Damari Carroll restructured his contract for that to happen. And um, and then obviously losing Davis Bertans was you know the knife twisting in the wound. So mm-hmm. we need to to bring the pain. Um, opening <laughs> night, absolutely bring the pain. Just just obliterate them every time. Well, here's the ball. thing: the, the whole season, there's going to be um, plenty of times where fans can rain down the booze. You got Moore's opening night, Kawhi Leonard twice, and don't forget about Freddie Boy. Ooh, yeah, I forgot about Freddie. I forgot about him. Yeah, don't forget about him. And I think Spurs fans uh, need to be reminded, as especially when Toronto makes their visit to San Antonio, their only visit. Uh, he, you know, through the the unscientific investigation that myself and Ty did last season, <laughs> or was it this off season? This I'm off sorry, season. this off season. Uh, when the video surfaced, um, uh, many. But Ty, wasn't it that so many fans, just NBA fans, say, "No, it wasn't him. It was." Uh, the, it was Kawhi's a buddy. friend or something yeah. like that, whoever it was. <laughs> but Ty and I, we repeated that segment over and over again. And yeah, you guys did no some forensic, you know, SVU, Special Victims Unit stuff on that. <laughs> I mean, Ty, I mean, it was him. It was him. It was obvious Fred Van Fleet. It was, 
and it's not like and yeah, I have a st- I had studio equipment, and I was listening with v- some pretty radio st- industry headphones, and I heard it still. It's obvious. It's obvious yeah. if you just pay attention to the tone to the sound of someone's voice, you can tell that's Fred Van Fleet. Yeah, so Spurs fans will. I, I mean, yes, Kawhi's gonna get his, and Morris is getting his, but. Is it just me, or is I? I want Freddie Boy to get it the worst. I don't know why. I just feel like he deserves it. So the rankings of the rankings of how I'm going to do it. It's Kawhi always yeah. gets the most. Marcus okay. Morris should get second, and then not far behind in third is Fred. I th- See, I I'm think... going Kawhi, Go ahead, Fred, Kawhi, Fred, Marcus. This is the way I'm going. I'm going. I don't even give a shit about Kawhi anymore. It's going to be. Marcus Morris and Fred Van Vliet equally. They're both getting the wrath. They're both getting their asses kicked, if I have anything to say with it. I'm just saying in general. They went, they went unpunished. They went unpunished. They went unpunished. Like, the whole the whole Kawhi thing, yeah, that happened, whatever. Forget it. It's already, it's it's a year removed. We're good. This is a new year. Kawhi's already, Kawhi's getting booed villains. in L.A. anyway. Yeah, Kawhi's already in L.A. That's what he wanted. No, he's getting, he's getting booed in L.A. Whatever, who cares? But again, <laughs> again, there's new villains. It's a new season. There's new villains in the script. So that's what we have to take care of this season. I don't think Fred. I don't think Fred should um, not leave the AT and T Center without knowing that San Antonio has. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. And just in case, you know, Spurs fans, you don't remember what happened. Let me just recap you just really quickly. Just give you the gist. Basically, Toronto celebrating their parade and then Fred Van Vliet during contract nego- or trying to get Kawhi to come back and re-sign with Toronto he said he dropped the F-bomb and said fuck pop that doesn't happen you don't you don't just you don't say fuck pop because that Popovich represents a whole lot of what you know San Antonio and and the Spurs are about that does not go unpunished oh, and, and here's the thing too he's doing it laughing and joking and you know what he's trying to do he's just trying to sweet talk Kawhi at that point to stay in Toronto so he's going to touch on something that maybe Kawhi uh, has on his mind uh, regarding how ended Antonio so obviously they talked who knows if Kawhi Leonard said something Freddie and oh yeah this happened and popped in so there's his chance and he's saying we're celebrating I'm going to roll with it hey Kawhi F pop, right? Ha ha ha! Laughter, 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 and just making look, making pop look like a chump. Yeah, it, again, it, it can't go, it cannot go unpunished. Yeah, we gotta rally together and boo the hell out of them. <laughs> All right, crazy, and he's getting testy in here. All right, when we get back, <laughs> we're gonna talk some more. But I think that's it for Jeff. Jeff, how? Yep. Wh- where can they reach you, and where can they find more of your content on the Spur Zone? Not just my content anymore. It's also uh, Mac and Ty's content as well. But uh, you can read my stuff as well as Mac and the rest of the crew over at the Spurs Zone. News for San Antonio, Fox29.com. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Myself, Ty, Mac, Marquez, Zach, we're all going to bring it this season. So make sure to follow all of us on Twitter and go to the Spurs Lockdown NBA Network uh, where Mac and Ty are frequent guests. Check it out. Subscribe anywhere. Seriously, pick Google Play, iHeart, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever. You'll find Locked On. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Thank you for coming on, Jeff. All right. When we come back, we'll talk some more Media Day here on At The Line.
Hey guys, have you ever listened to At The Line and then suddenly think, huh, I kind of want to make my own podcast? Well, guess what? I have something that's going to be the best tool for you in starting off you, your podcast. It's called Anchor, and this is what we use here at The Line. One, it's absolutely free to use, and guess what? I know some of our hosting websites, they cost money to have you start your podcast, host it, and all that. Anchor doesn't do that. It's absolutely free. And there's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer if you don't have all the equipment that you want. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so you don't have to go to all these other websites and figure out, how do what what do I put? How do I get this? It's so confusing. Anchor, although, makes it easy for you. And they will put your podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcasting websites. And guess what? The best part of it? You can make money from your podcast, but no minimum listenership. That means you can do your podcast for free while making money. Who doesn't love that? And it's everything that you need to make your podcast in one place. So make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your free podcast. I'm Ty Yeager, and I want to introduce you to the Rise Up Podcast community, a community for podcasters created by podcasters, dedicated to the promotion and growth of podcasts everywhere. Rise Up is not a network. There are no contracts and no control over your content. Just a vessel for you to spread the word of your work and connect with the fellow podcasters to collaborate, create, and promote. And guess what? It doesn't cost you a single cent to join the community. Join the Rise Up Podcast community today by visiting our website at bit.ly slash riseuppodcommunity and follow the community on Twitter at rupodcommunity. Again, that's bit.ly slash riseuppodcommunity and at rupodcommunity on Twitter. Come and join the community of podcasts and rise up with us. Rise Up Podcast Community. That's now Coach Tim Duncan. Coach Tim Duncan. This is surreal how that how how crazy that sounds. Yes. Coach Tim Duncan. Technically assistant coach Tim Duncan. Yeah, that's true. But we have who, a, would, have, who would have thought like a five year champion, five time champion, NBA champion, and so many different accolades eventually is gonna become an assistant head assistant coach. It's for his same team. And since we're talking about Tim Duncan, this is not part of our original plan that we were going to go with, but we're going to go with it. Uh, but during the great Spurs Media Day, uh, Pop actually had a, a lot to talk about Tim's value that he's going to bring to as an assistant coach for the Spurs. Well, obviously, uh, he understands what wins and what loses. Uh, he's seen a lot. He's got great experience. Uh, his professionalism and dedication over the years is renowned. Uh, he's in the gym all the time. All the players see him. Uh, obviously, he's respected, and all of that is kind of like osmosis. It, it is good for coaches, for players, for staff, uh, just having him around. So 
Uh, he's going to contribute in ways that you know, I don't even know about. You know, kind of like a player who doesn't show on the stats, but makes you better. Uh, I don't. I don't think he's going to ponder uh, over seven hours worth of film or anything like that, because <laughs> he already knows everything that's in the film. It's us guys that have to look at the film. Uh, so his presence will be invaluable. And I thought that was a great, great thing that he said. Because er- earlier he joked, he's been joking all summer about that, that Timmy doesn't know a lick of coaching and he doesn't even know why he hired him. But uh, I think Pop is excited to have Tim next to him on the bench. No, I, I, I completely agree with you. And I think he touched on the key thing. Um, I think the key aspect of bringing Tim Duncan on as a coach, he's bringing the intangibles. Um, Tim can possibly still play. You know, if if he wanted to, Tim Duncan could still be on the court um, playing, and can, he has can your, that. <laughs> can your coach play? Can your coach play against your own players? Right, exactly. Not many people can. There's not a lot of coaches that can that can go there and post up and, and still give it to your own players. Um, but yeah, he, and that's the thing. He Tim Duncan brings that aspect. You know, he he hasn't been retired for too long. I mean, a few years. Um, but he's still stuck around in the gym, um, and he's a legend. He's literally a living legend out on the field or out on the court right now, and and he's teaching these kids about you know I wouldn't okay quote unquote kids, but he's teaching his you know these his his players about everything that one the culture is, two about what he sees uh, you know from an omnipresent you know position, and then also like what they can do better um, and what you know, in his genius mind of what we can do better and, and change. So yeah, Tim brings a lot of these intangibles that frankly are going to be invaluable to the team, I think. Yeah. And it's, and we heard this from every player that we saw at the presser was they said that Tim has always been around. Yeah. He just wasn't on the team plane for away games or team dinners, but he'd always be in the gym. He was always around the team in some sort of way. And I think that it's not going to be too big of a change besides him actually being there at the game with them now. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's and the thing I love about this so much is San Antonio, the, the organization is doing such a good job of keeping the, the tradition alive, keeping that culture, that winning culture and, and attitude and mentality alive. And this is a perfect way to do it because Tim was the one that ushered it in, you know, in the late 90s. And he sustained it through, you know, through all the years that it's been around or the, through all the years so far up to this point. And he's going to continue it. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, also Pop was asked the question, do you think Tim is going to continue on? And, you know, Pop didn't really specify anything because no one knows. No one would have even told you that Tim Duncan was or even had an inkling of Tim Duncan even signing as an assistant coach. So Tim Duncan can come and go as he pleases for all I care, because that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> All right, and now let's talk about a well, who could be the possibly the next Tim Duncan or the face of the franchise, Dejounte Murray. He's coming. He finally did his presser after being cleared this offseason for free for play after he tearing his ACL last preseason. This time last year, surprisingly, Jeez, it's been a year already. Can't believe that. Jeez, yeah, it's been so crazy. But he is ready to come back, and he's got a lot of he's got a lot of good sounders <laughs> that we've got. So let's start off with the first one. What is it about this team that has you most encouraged heading into the season? 
Uh, I mean, we got a lot of dogs, a lot of dudes with chips on their shoulders. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of guys is, you know, ready to just go and go to war. First compete with each other in practice and just go to war against, you know, any team in the NBA. To me, it just from that first one alone, he sounds like a leader. He sounds like that this dude, he's a he's been in the league for all these years now and he knows he sounds like a team leader. Yeah, absolutely. I think for for being technically his fourth year, um, fourth yeah, fourth year. Yeah, his fourth season, but only his third season of actual play. Exactly, and I think that's the most important thing. Is I think last year did him such a good thing for his maturity um, and his leadership because he saw everything that was going on outside of a player perspective. Because you saw him there; he was in a suit. You know, um, he was in a suit sitting behind his team. He, he saw them going through all the struggles. Uh, apparently, you know, according to the players and to the coaching staff, he was always around. He was always still working and rehabbing. So he took, you know, as a player, you, you kind of have to focus and lock in as a player and only see what the players see. And, you know, obviously they give you game plans and stuff. And so you're all focused on all of that. But I think DeJounte had a really great opportunity to see everything from a different perspective. And so he saw the entire thing come together. Yep. He's both a player, but also he saw how the co- the coaching and the organization works on the outside. And so that just seems like it matured him so much. And that first, or, you know, that quote that he said is just, it just, again, it revitalizes you and it just makes you just want this the season to start already. <laughs> And I kind of compare it to some of the some other great players in other sports and some good players in this league currently. Um, uh, look at Ben Simmons. I know he's not the best, of, but he's he get, had a big jump when he joined the league. He was out of that first season with his own injury, but then his second season he came in as if he was a, if he as if he had already played a few seasons. And you've also seen it in in NFL where Patrick Mahomes he sits his first season, and then his second season. Hell, he's a superstar by then. It's same with Aaron Rodgers. It's, and I, yeah, injuries don't help, and they really suck for some players, and you don't want to see them happen. But sometimes it makes these players better. They, they go through those hardships. They learn, like you said, from a different perspective as a result, and they just become better players and better people after these incidents. And they just become, they just have a jump in their game as a result. Yeah, I think. Um... And yeah. not, not even for the NFL guys, where they just sat, they sat their few, first few seasons. It's just, it's just the perspective of it as a whole. Yeah, I mean, we can't take anything away from, <clears throat> we can't take anything away from, from who he is because he is, like he says, he's a dog. You know, he's he's always playing with a chip on his shoulder, and that's just his mentality from the very beginning. And I think that mentality, coupled with the Spurs' development and organization put him in the just it's the perfect mix it's the perfect concoction to build like this again another like you mentioned it some sort of tim duncan-esque you know like a tim duncan-esque 2.0 where because tim duncan wasn't so vocal and he was kind of more you know behind the scenes but Dejounte is definitely that person that's out in front and is leading from the front tim duncan was Technically leading from the front, but he would let other people, you know, be the face of the franchise, technically. But people would still give it on to Tim Duncan. Anyways, that's another conversation. But DeJounte is just that leader that you want, and hopefully it continues. <laughs> uh, so the sex is actually kind of another good representation of DeJounte's attitude 
and the leadership that he's kind of bringing onto this team. I mean, it was rough, but it's it's behind me now. Uh, I ain't no longer worried about it. I'm somebody who, you know, I don't live or play with fear. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited to play basketball. Like, you know, I'm really, really happy. I'm proud of myself, uh, which is rare. You know, I'm always proud of myself, but, you know, I'm always trying to, you know, make everybody else happy. That quote, though, that he does not play or live with fear. Yeah. I mean, again, he's saying all the right things and he's striking all the right chords. And his maturity um, is, is pretty insane for, for you know, his age and for what he's gone through. Um, you know, he's not, like he said, he's not trying to make a victim of himself. And he's just, he, he's putting the time to get where, where he's at. So hopefully it continues and hopefully he, he experiences everything that he wants to because I think he definitely deserves it. Definitely. All right. So, another big question, one of the big questions and things that's been kind of surrounding Dejounte is he's also kind of in a contract season season as well, coming off this injury because this is a, this is his last season in his rookie contract. He's eligible for an extension this this season, but there's been a lot of rumors, there's a lot of talk, and a lot of speculation since his agent is Rich Paul, and <laughs> and we all know. What's been up with Rich Paul lately the, the past season or so with Anthony Davis, LeBron James, all that mess, that whole mess. And I think there's a lot of people worried that DeJounte might just ditch. And but I've seen things that he's posted on Instagram saying that he is a he is a spur, that he is he, this is his team. But he made it he made it known and he said it out loud in this sounder. I don't care about those teams. I play for San Antonio, so you know. I'm ready to do what San Antonio got to do and figure what San Antonio got to do. Yeah, the question was about the competitive West, but still saying that he plays for San Antonio, that San- he is San Antonio. That's- yeah, I think that was one of those things that you like, you slap on his shirt and you, you sell merch off of it. Like Jerry Jones with the Ziku um, shirt. It's the same thing, you know, you slap on, slap on. What about those West teams? And then in the back, you say, I don't care about the West. This is San Antonio. Like, I'm San Antonio. I play and for San Antonio. I play for San Antonio. You know, something like that. That is that is exactly what I'm talking about. When you talk, you think about maturity, you think about leadership, somebody that's out in the front that's taking on, you know, taking on that onto his shoulders. That's exactly who we want to see. And DeJounte is that person that's fill, I think is filling the hole that we've missed from, you know, from somebody leaving not too long ago. Exactly, and it's. I think it's a because it's. There's been a question of who is the face of this franchise, who is the face of this team this season, and I think once Dejounte gets into the role of things, I think it's going to be him. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. I mean, it should be him. Um, you know, even if he doesn't like make the the next leap into this offensive juggernaut, um, if he's still doing the intangibles that help the team win, I think he's he's definitely the most vocal and he's the most passionate out there. So I definitely think he should, should and get I, that. I think he has the highest ceiling out of any of these rookies. Out of the, not any of the rookies, but out of this young core. That he, he has, I, don't, I wouldn't... I don't know about that just because... It's... It, I say he, it... I say it kind of... You kind of have to compare him to uh, Kawhi in a way where Kawhi was this defensive juggernaut and then he soon got his developed his his offensive game and DeJounte's yeah, right. DeJounte's kind of taking that same route. He has right. he has the fundamentals for defense. He is a great defender making second team all defensive NBA in his second season. And you don't know what he's even improved on these past two off seasons. So adding yeah. 
adding that he has a defensive skill set and what seems like he has definitely potential for an offensive skill set, this dude could be the next two-way guy. He could be the next Kawhi. I think he's going to be a much more vocal Kawhi, and I think he's, he, I think he's going to be very different personality-wise. But I think his game is going to be very similar to that, and I think he can become another great two-way player in this league. No, I, I agree with you. I think the person that has the high ceiling right now is probably Lonnie Walker, um, and then my second close, my close second would be um, Derek White, just because Derek White seems pretty polished already on both ends. Um, but I think Lonnie, because of his his sheer athleticism just is, is insane. Um, but I do agree with you. I think DeJounte can make that next step. And if he does make that next step, he's going to be that next Kawhi where he's a lockdown defender. And he every year he, he increases his offensive prowess. And I think that's, that's the key for him at this point. We've seen it in the videos. We've seen it in practice. Now it's time to show us what it's all about, DeJounte. Exactly. And uh, I think there. And I don't have the. I don't have the cl- pulled for this. But Pop was talking about who was the fastest player, and I, Demar also mentioned it. Apparently, Dejounte is fast as hell, even coming off that ACL. <laughs> and I am excited about that. No, I mean that's that's a great that's a great sign that you know he's he's taking those those runs um, because it's you kind of want to ease into it. But at this point right now, he's just sprinting. And he even said it himself that he's going 100% or he's been going 100% at least for the past few months. Um, and so, yeah, Pop mentioned it. And we've never we've never heard Pop give give a compliment like that, like that easily. Like this dude is fast. Um, and Lonnie came in or Lonnie, he said Lonnie might be even faster. But having those two, that the athletic abilities, abilities that they have is going to be really great for the Spurs. Just imagine, imagine having John Wall's speed with Kawhi's skill set. Jesus, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> and then add on a then add on Lonnie Skywalker can go can get his shoulders Literally above go to the sky. <laughs> get, take his shoulders above the realm and and scare the whole Denver bench. Right, <laughs> it should be fun. And here's the last uh, Dejounte sounder where he he praises Pop as the goat. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be fun all the way around. You know, everybody's growing, developing, and uh, you had the vet guys in there that's been here, done that, and I'm, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited, and I know, you know, we got a lot of guys who's willing to learn and willing to work and go at each other, and, you know, we got a great coaching staff. We got Coach Pop, the greatest coach of all time, so even though he's going to hate I said that, but, you know, <laughs> he's going to figure this thing out and put everybody in this situation to succeed. So besides the pop, he was just kind of praising his old team, his own teammates, and again, it goes back to that leadership talk that we were talking about. This, I think, he's going to be a great leader in this league, and I think he's taken up after Patty. I think he's taken, he's grown up with how he's just grown up in his whole life as a whole, and he's bringing this, these leadership skills already, and he hasn't even played a minute since last season. Yeah, again, again, he's he's in the perfect. Right now, he's in that perfect concoction of, of developing, you know, the next greatest player. Um, so hopefully, he takes that leap mentally. Hopes that he takes that leap physically, and um, you know, and he shows us exactly what he shows everybody, including the league, what every Spurs fan has been talking about. All right, so now let's go to some funny sound bites that we've had between LMA and Pop. Let's go to LMA. It's so. He was talking to reporters, and reporters kept attending, kept asking him about. So you're you're older now. He is 34. Am I am I right on that one? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he's 
He's in his he's in the thirties, he's reaching mid thirties, and they kept asking old questions <laughs> here's what LMA had to say. Is there a part to somebody's career though where you start to feel like you're running out of time? I feel great, so I don't know why y'all keep saying these old <laughs> these old comments. Uh, I feel fine, but you know, I think you do have to try to maximize your uh, you know, ability, you know why you have it and I think everyone here wants to win, so you know. And another thing to mention with LMA, he's slimmed down. That that's, man the thing. that's that's the key to his success is the fact that he's becoming healthier and stronger. Because that that dude, he looks noticeably slimmer, and it's not like a bad slim. It's like he looks lean now, more than more than uh, burly than he had that he used to look like. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, and that's that's the thing is. I think him coming, and I don't even know if this would have happened if he stayed in Portland, but him coming to San Antonio has has definitely um, increased the longevity of his career. Um, you know, the the less time you know playing, the less minutes on the court, um, and then also just becoming healthier. Whatever he's doing, whether it's the staff, like the the chefs that that the San Antonio Spurs have, or his own personal trainer, it's just he looks healthier. And he looks like he can still play the game. I mean, just take take a look at what what the Spurs helped Tim Duncan do. Just they they extended his career, and that's the that's you know that's the signs of a good of a good organization. Extended Tim Duncan's career, Manu till forty. It's yep. yeah, and it's I've always liked LMA. I know so I think I was at one point was like yeah we can trade him because he just wasn't fitting in at that time. But last season showed me that yeah he can still ball. He is he is excellent at his craft he is one of the first sorry go ahead finish your he's, no, he's excellent at his craft and he can work anyone inside yeah he might not be have the best defensive skills down low but give that man the ball and he's always going to score somehow yeah no I, I think a lot of people were hesitant and it, because la wasn't very good the first two years he was here it wasn't until Kawhi left um and he started taking care of his body that he started becoming a better player you know, at a certain point, especially when you reach your 30s and on, you kind of have to start becoming more health conscious about what you eat and, and how you take care of your body. And the fact that, you know, L.A. is almost seven feet tall, um, you know, weighing whatever he weighs, whether it's 250 plus or, you know, yeah, I would say 250 plus or 220, whatever it is, um, that weighs on you. And so it slows you down. It makes you clunkier. You know, you're you're a little bit less you know, less precise and finesse with your, with your motions. And so the fact that he's slimming down, you know, makes him a little bit more agile, makes him a little bit more nimble and he doesn't have a lot of, a lot more weight to carry around. So that's why he's become more efficient um, in what he does. Yeah. He may, again, he may not be able to, to do or score how he used to, but he's becoming much, much more finesse and fundamental. I still think he can score, especially scoring 56 against Oklahoma city. I, yeah, I did not say that he could not score like he used to. I just, I mean, he used to score a lot every day. <laughs> yeah, but I, I still think he's going to be a solo player. I think SI, everyone was freaking out calling, calling him number twelve, I believe, on SI's list. That everyone, that these people are crazy. This is bullshit. I was like, when I think about it, LMA has always kind of been solid. And yeah, that SI would. That's that's. I mean, all those those top. 100 ranks were, were bullshit to begin with but well, yeah si size was definitely it was more in a vacuum it wasn't it was just more individually looking at people players games more than their actual fit on the team 
Ah, which okay. I kind of understood it. You had to read the first opening, and it made sense to me once I looked at the rankings. Especially adding DeJounte and Derek in there, too. But uh, let's go to Pop on what what's going to happen whenever he gets tossed. Are you, uh, if you just so happen to disagree with a ref, and he doesn't agree with you, and you get tossed, I just want to place you as a coach. I'm offended that you would even think that I might get tossed. <laughs> and I'm just going to leave it at that. I didn't get tossed in, in China. <laughs> I was a good boy. I lost money on that. <laughs> yeah, damn. So was that Jabari, was that Jabari that lost money? Yeah, shout out. Yeah, shout out to. Well, Jabari's the one that asked the question. Like, what's going to happen? You yeah. Know, what is your thoughts about getting tossed? And then yeah, he followed up with that he's in lose. He lost money on pub not getting tossed in China. But uh, I think that's. I think he's kind of letting the question. I. He sidestepped the question, but I think everyone kind of knows that's either it's most likely going to be Becky Hammond because Becky Hammond, especially on the uh, on the train camp roster, that she was listed as the first assistant. So well, the thing the thing is, and and this is why this is an issue. And um, pounding the rock, and I think yeah, pounding the rock had a great article, um, a great write up on it regarding tokenism. And um, if you don't know what that means, that means is like. You are simply there because you're trying to fulfill a reason. Um, you're, you're being a token. You're used as a pawn. And so, um, and they wrote a, wrote, wrote a great article and much more eloquent than I can than I can even put into words. But the reason why it's a big deal and, and Pop getting injected, and especially like Ty said, if you know, like you said, if if she is the first on the depth chart, this will be the first time in any major sports in American history probably in the entire world that a woman has led a professional basketball or professional team men's team and so by becky doing that by becky being the first coach to do that or first woman to do that would be just historically enormous and so um and that's why jambari also tweeted out he's like look i'm just trying to get out of the way um being funny because it's 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 going to be a huge cultural it's going to be a huge impact and so while i don't and i think pop is conscious obviously he's conscious of that and that's why he didn't answer directly um because because it is i mean it's it's probably going to come down to it where i mean the thing is going to happen pop is going to get get you know get hot-headed and explode and get ejected and then becky is going to be the one taking that clipboard um and by no means at all, any, no way, no how, was this because Becky is a token. Everything that Becky has done and everything that Becky has put into this organization and her career, she has earned. And it's been given because she's deserved it, not because she's a token. Look at her play with the, with the San Antonio Stars when she wasn't in the WNBA. Then look at her record whenever she led the... Led the Summer Spurs to a championship in the Summer League. Yep. And now add on that she's she's assisted to coach this team, which has been successful ever since, too. And it's not like she's, she's not doing anything shabby. She's earned her position, like you said. She's 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 put in, put in the man hours. She's put in the blood, sweat, and tears. And if you ask any player, any player, any player that's ever come into contact with her, that's ever been coached by her, or that's ever been talked, that's ever talked to her, they will tell you she knows her stuff, and that every they all respect her because 
because Becky deserves it. Because Becky knows her shit. Period. Period. Becky knows her shit. Done. All right, and now let's end with the last soundbite that we have. We always wondered how long is Pop going to be staying with the team? Well, he gives us an answer in this soundbite. Brian and I will never have the continuity I had with RC because I'm 70. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to make the announcement that I will not be here for 20 more years. So that's going to be tough. But uh, Brian's a great mind. He's been here for a few years now, understands how we do stuff. It'll, he, he hit the ground running for sure. He'll be fine. And Pop is talking about Brian Wright, who is the new general manager who's stepping in for R.C. Buford. As he, R.C.'s taking a different role, but Pop, is, unfortunately, is not going to be coaching this team until he's 90. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. And, I mean, I hope not. Um, you know, it would be sad to see a 90-year-old Coach Pop, you know, there on the sidelines yelling at whoever is the ref at that time. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I would, you know, it's it would, it's one of those things where it pops ready to to ride off into the sunset, and you know, by all means, pop, you do you, buddy. He's he's playing. I think he wants to win one more ship, though. I think he's going to finish out this contract his next three years or whatever it was. I think three or four years. Yeah, and then and then he's and then he's done. And by that time, I think Becky would become a a easily good head coach. Tim Duncan would become a head coach too, or Becky's because Becky will probably already get a job somewhere else. So you never know. And then Brian, I think because uh, we haven't really talked about Brian Wright either on this podcast. Um, RC stepping kind of stepping down, backing off. I think that's kind of a good one. He's kind of learning that he's been in this role for a while. And I think he wants to take his sunset, his sunset trip too. And Brian Wright did not do that. Not did did not do that shabby on this. First draft night that you had with getting Samanich, yes, a little early, then getting Keldon, and then getting Quindary Weatherspoon deep in the second round. Yeah, I, and then not to mention also extending Lonnie Walker on the front, on the first day of the season. Extending Lonnie Walker, he made uh, Brian Wright was the one that made the deal originally for Marcus Morris. Got Demari Carroll, yeah, he had dish off Bertansburg, but originally he had Marcus Morris. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. That would in no way that that's that should be taken, uh, you know, away from him, um, because he's not the one that reneged on the deal. It was Morris that reneged on that deal. Then he also re-signs a key player in Rudy Gay. Brian Wright has had a good first summer for his for his first role as general manager. Yeah, I think he's done a hell of a job so far. We'll see if he can can keep it up. And I'm excited to see what he's going to bring. So, all right. Do you have any last words on this media day, though? No, man, it's exciting. I think we've done, I think, um, you know, the Spurs and the Spurs fan base is ready. Um, DeJounte looks like everything that we've hoped and dreamed, um, and everybody else looks locked in. I think this is the first time in a while that we've seen everybody really have that chip on their shoulder, and hopefully they play like it. It's going to be fun. All right, when we come back on here and at the line, we got some fancy football that we got to talk. Don't we, Mac? Yeah, we do. (laughs) Hey, this is Jeff Garcia. If you're looking for the best coverage when it comes to your silver and black, look no further than to the Spur Zone, which you can find at News 4 San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. From articles to podcasts and everything in between, make sure to go to the Spur Zone and follow me on Twitter at JeffGSpurZone. 
I'm Jonathan Sanford, former voice of the San Antonio Spurs. You're listening to At The Line Podcast. I'm just throwing all sorts of music in today. Jesus, I know. <laughs> this, that was weird. I mean, not weird, but different. It's different. That's the whole different point of it. For sure. Yeah. We're throwing something different in this. I'm, I'm having some fun with season two. <laughs> season two so far. All right, it's At The Line. Season two, episode... Two, three? I don't know. We're in the middle of this. Two, three-ish? <laughs> two, three-ish. Two and a half. We'll go with that. It's in the middle. All right, so first, before we get onto the ATL Fantasy League, you have a Twitter thread that you found that you want to talk about. Yeah, this goes, this goes, and this goes back to what, what we were discussing with Jeff in regards to DeMar DeRozan's role with, you know, with San Antonio and what he should be doing. Um, and this comes from Scott Spurs two two one zero. So shout out to you, Scott. Thanks for keeping it good. Um, there's a couple of guys from you know the the Spurs Twitter talking about what should Dejounte or sorry Demar be doing. Um, and it comes down to this. You got to think about it this way. Yes. So Demar, we all know, isn't the best three point shooter, and he didn't take a lot of threes last year. He took literally less than a hundred threes attempts. Which is crazy in you know in in today's NBA, and the I think the year before he took like almost three hundred, so it was just a huge drop off. And I said, and I think that that goes more to the fact that the game plan. And one of the gentlemen in you know in the in the thread discussed it. He said, you know what, it's not necessarily Demar's focus, or it's not Demar's role to be the three point shooter. It's our shooter's job to be the shooters. And I think that's what, you know, ultimately in the Nuggets series, I think that's what failed is the shooting around DeMar. DeMar had pretty, pretty amazing, I mean, pretty good stats throughout the entire series. And the only shooter that we could rely on, especially in Game 7, was Bryn Forbes. Um, Shout out to Bryn. You're the truth. Uh, And so I think that's what it comes down to is DeMar isn't necessarily the guy that you need to say, hey, go stand on the perimeter and shoot. Um, but at the same time, I can agree with the other gentleman that was saying, like, hey, no, in order to create value in today's game, you have to be able to to extend the range or extend your range and and spread out the floor. Absolutely. I agree with that also. But I think DeMar and DeMar's role should be that that slash guy. If you're going to if you're going to make a play or if you're going to try to score, try to score by slashing in the basket or, or playing that mid range. You know, our shooters need to be much, much more reliable next year in order to be in order to uh, to be a threat in the West. If that happens, if our shooters are consistently, you know, hitting their marks above 40, 45, this team should do really, really well because we have the inside game, we have the outside game, and, you know, we can play the paint. So, um, I, you know, guys, shout out to that thread. I think it was really good. If you guys want to check it out, go check out the thread. It's, you know, it's on my timeline. Um, if you have any other... Um, comments in regards to what do you think DeMar's role is or what should his role be, whether he should be a playmaker first, whether he should still obviously extend his range, because I think that's what everybody wants him to do. Um, but, you know, let us know. Obviously, tweet at us at the line pod or, you know, tweet at us at one of our, our own personal personal handles. Perfect. And then kind of going to some other uh, some other players that we can discuss in a thread I saw. And we also got a we got a question as well on Twitter. So one so I found a, I had a great t- thread. 
So we were talking with Landon, our friend over at Hot Pelicans, who usually has those, those hot takes that we always that we always have to burn sometimes. Man, he's 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 tweeting some crazy stuff down there. He's a cool <laughs> dude, and some but sometimes his takes can be crazy. I'm sorry if you're listening to this, Landon. You can have some crazy takes sometimes. Yeah, he's getting a little wild down there. So, so but sure. him and I were having a conversation of of Spurs defense and how. And I was trying to, I was making the point for how the Spurs defense would be better, especially with DeJounte coming back and saying that the backcourt of DeJounte and Derek would probably just be better alone defensively than the whole team last season. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, someone came in and some difference said that Joe, Joe from Lonzo and Drew were going to be the best defensive backcourt in basketball by a large margin. And I just repeat, I just re- replied with the Bradley Beal gif of him. Yeah. <laughs> And but we had a question from Spurs Legacy. Uh, do you think Dejounte and Derek could be the best offensive backcourt of the century thus far, two thousand onward? Which I don't know yet. Obviously, I, that's obviously that's a joke, but but still, still, but just going cutting it down. But do you think they'd be one of the best offensive backcourts this season? And I think they have the potential to do that. Oh, I, I, I and I, okay. Let me let me rephrase what I said earlier. I don't think it's completely a joke, but. It, in order to say, like, in the 100 centuries or whatever, I think that might be a joke. Um, but I think they might have the right tools to be one of the best backcourts ever. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that they're going to be the absolute best, but I think one of the best backcourts ever, yeah, that's, I mean, that's definitely that's definitely in play. I mean, they, they, they can definitely be top five, top ten. Exactly, and it, DeJounte already has that second team all-defensive NBA under... Uh, under him then Derek I think he got I honestly got think he got robbed of some sort he got of robbed. he got Absolutely robbed of a robbed. defensive team because that man was I think that man was the whole was a major MVP for the, for the Spurs last season Absolutely yeah he he absolutely got robbed there was no reason other people should have gotten in front of him Yeah so obviously yeah but no he got robbed but, We should have had two MVP or all defensive players on the team Well I think yeah, I will say Lonzo is a good defender. Yeah, his scoring is not there. And Drew Holiday is a good defender himself. But I think, I'm not saying that they're going to be shitty or anything. I think they're going to be a good backcourt. But I think DeJounte and Derek have the potential to be a be- much better backcourt. And I think they will be a better backcourt this season. I think the thing is with Lonzo is he's long. He's a long player. He's So his, his wingspan is insane. So he has that ability to to, you know, step into the passing lanes and kind of crowd you. Um, and Drew Holiday is an amazing, amazing defender. I mean, he's he's like Kawhi Light. He's a smaller Kawhi version. I think he's great. I've always liked him um, as a player, so I'm not going to say anything about him. But um, the problem with Lonzo at this point is he hasn't been very healthy, you know, the past couple of years. Um, he, he suffers from injuries every now and then, and he's out for a few games. So we're going to see if that, you know, if that happens this year, hopefully it doesn't, you know, nobody wants injuries, but at the same time, he's, it's not consistent. So hopefully, and obviously if everything goes well, if everybody stays healthy, um, you know, we're going to see a fully healthy Spurs squad and a fully healthy Pelican squad. And, you know, they're both going to be great defenses, but I just, I think that the one that's going to be the better is going to be the Spurs because they have two all, all defensive players and you know and one defensive player on the other side. It's official. Dejounte and, is better and, ba- based off wingspan alone because Lonz is only six nine while while Dejounte is six ten. So win. well, and not to mention you have a better organization and a better system yeah. you know, in the Spurs system than than you do in the Pelicans. 
I mean, let's be real here. Not to mention, they don't have that much chemistry between each other. They just got, they just started playing not too, or playing together not too long ago, while DeJounte and Derek have been playing for years already. Yeah, and something I mentioned in my Spurs Zone article today on, uh, or for Media Day, that was about, that was about DeMar, some of DeMar's quotes. One of them was that he really praised the, the chemistry and said that was going to be a big reason that they would have an advantage throughout the West. And it's just this team is there's not that much turnover to this team. This is a nope. it's not yeah it's not the 2014 2014 Spurs beautiful Spurs where they all the whole team came back, but you did not have that many fallouts from this team. You had all your key players stay, all especially the players that were in the key lineups besides Davis. Then you add an addition of Damari Carroll, resign Rudy Gay stays. You add in just some rookies. And now you have DeJounte. Then you have DeJounte coming back, who was, around, who was around the whole team the whole season. Lonnie, who was developing, but around the team as well. Absolutely. This is It's still a solid team that really knows each other. Yeah. Hashtag Coffee Squad. <laughs> Shout out to the Coffee Squad. Damn right. But I this team is just has a great chemistry, and especially if you look throughout the league, not that many teams have that chemistry. Look yeah. at the Clippers. They had a lot of turnover. I think they have better chemistry, though, because they had they still have a good majority of their key players. Uh, the Lakers, hell, sure didn't have chemistry when they only had <laughs> when they only had Kuzma and LeBron at one point. Pelicans, they they don't have chemistry because I think that that's teams just kind of yeah. thrown together. But I think they that are going to is, develop. That whole team is brand new, <laughs> especially whenever if. JJ Redick was telling Zion Williamson to not fuck fuck up his uh, playoff streak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the Rockets they don't have chemistry. I don't think so. Yeah, it's Westbrook and Harden, and that, but that's all about you have on your team. Besides Clint Capella and Eric Gordon, that's about it. They don't really have anyone else on that squad. So, but if you, yeah. but just kind of journalizing those three or four teams, they don't have that. They don't have that chemistry that the Spurs do. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and, and we saw it during the FIBA World Cup, and I know people are going to be like, it's FIBA World Cup. But even Popovich says it. Chemistry plays a lot in the game. You have these teams that are together, that play together for years and years and years, and they see each other every summer. And then you have a team that you just build together. You know, you just just build together, and, and they didn't play very well. And look at, so look at the team. it's going to be a problem. Look at the Yugoslavia team that Vladi Vidocht on it. That team yep. was together for multiple years and they got close to a championship just because yep. of how close knitted that team was also yep. if also once brothers great 30 for 30 if you ever go if you love basketball you'll love once brothers on 30 for 30 has vladi talking about is it petrovic my yeah petrovic yeah and that is a great documentary if you're a basketball fan go go watch that um, i think this 30 for 30 is just amazing period true to be honest it is and like all the basketball ones have been solid. Yeah. Bad absolutely. Boys have been solid. Um Reggie Miller, I hate Christian Christian Leitner. All solid. 30 for 30. Uh high, highly recommended. Also, I, there's a Did you know about the 30 for 30 podcast? Uh no, but we should stay on task here. Hold on, I I'll mention it one more time, but there's a 30 for 30 podcast on Donald Sterling and that whole that whole drama saga. Nobody cares. It's, it's the Clippers. 
<laughs> but it's it's entertaining. But I said go watch Thirty for Thirty. Go listen to their podcast. But again, I think but chemistry is going to play a key factor in this whole league, and I think the Spurs will have the advantage over many of these teams in the West. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's something else I can say about that. <laughs> I'm making sure, making sure. All right, now let's wrap up with the ATL Fantasy League. Gotta get that NFL prime time. It's, it's it's gold. It's absolutely gold. It is. Like whenever I hear this, I always think of football. Football and Jaws doing his his replay highlights. That's all I think of. <laughs> In the ATL Fantasy League, my team going into this le- year to this week was 0-3, while the Cola Breeze, owned by Mac Pena, were 1-2. Breeze seemed have to have the advantage as he had Tom Brady, Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, Odell, Marquise Brown, Delaney Walker, and the Patriots defense. While my team had Sean Watson, who's been up and down all season, James Connors has been up and down all season, Aaron Jones up and down all season, Devontae Adams up and down all season, Mike Evans, up and down all season. The only solid guy I had was my kicker. Which is sad. It's sad. I mean, they, the kickers are sometimes the most solid people. At least they're reliable. Unlike your kicker this week. I mean, my kicker and my basket and my um, and my quarterback. You know, I, Tom Brady laid, laid a big one. And as you can see how I'm leaning to this, my team is my team is one. My team is one. Your team barely hit 100 while my team's at 140 so yeah tom brady it was big goose egg tom Tom brady Brady. did not show up alvin kamar did not show up odell beckham did not show up for you essentially your whole roster did not show up for you besides the 23 points the patriots gave you and nick chubb's like 40 yeah nick chubb's 40 that's it that was the only reason why i even managed to get the the, that far (laughs) but my team was like my team did decent but i swear to god i'm cursed by deshaun watson i'm cursed you told me to play him, and he gave me shit. Yeah, who, who knew that that was going to happen, though? I mean... So, anytime I, so the two times i played him, he's given me t- 12 points or less, and then the times I haven't played him, he's gone off. Exactly. And it doesn't help that I have Daniel Jones and Baker Mayfield on my bench. Well, even then, I mean, Baker Mayfield didn't even, didn't even score that many points, though. Baker it got was... 15, at least. He has more than Deshaun Watson. I know, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, even then, like, it's not that many points. And then Daniel Jones didn't do very well. He had, I think, what, a touchdown and then two interceptions? So Yeah, he didn't do well either. My highest score, very, very well. My highest score was uh, Devontae Adams with 28 points. But then Joey Sly, 13 points compared to your Zane Gonzalez, who's got two points for you on the kicking. But holy hell, you got lucky with that Patriots defense. Man, I, I mean, I picked him up, like I said, hey, Especially because their matchups were favorable, so shoot. Luckily, I didn't lose on my defensive matchups because I had the Texans and the Cowboys. Played the Texans, got 12 points. Cowboys got 12 points as well in their defense, so I'm not disappointed at all in my defense, my performance, although I hate that I benched Jordan Howard for 32 points. Yeah, I know. I had Jordan Howard in, in some other leagues, and I was like, what the hell? He could have been the difference between me winning and me losing. But, so let's look at the league standings. Currently, just be after week three, that John... Dinero is in first place in the tie division, while Spurs Legacy is in first in the Mac division. Yes, I made a division names based off our names. <laughs> That's a smart idea. Because you're you're in one league, you're in one division. I have the R division, and I am utter trash, utter trash in my division. Yeah, I mean the same thing. We're both we're both pretty bad. 
in 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 our own league. At least you're two and two. I'm gonna be zero and I'm gonna be one and three now. So I can't believe I gave you that one too. Damn it! <laughs> Thank but, you. But my bench players didn't even even perform, so it was just a bad week for me. Period. It was, but, but oh well. But next week, I believe I go up against my dad. I don't know who you're going up against next week, but we'll look look at it. But overall, I'm satisfied with my win, even though I am two and one. <laughs> I am one in <laughs> one in three. I will still take my win, but I go against my dad next week. You go up against Spurs territory, which I don't know who that is. But they got Zeke and Jared Goff, so look out. But Zeke's not going to do anything against oh, Packers defense. You didn't tell me to look out for Jared Goff. Jared Goff is such a made quarterback. I mean, he got exposed by the by the Buccaneers, and they're going against they're going against the Seahawks on a short on a short week. So, yeah, I don't I don't expect much from Jared Goff. But that's the ATL Fantasy League update. For update, the winner will get a get a shout out on the podcast as. Is good that's a big currency nowadays, as well as a prize back by us. So get a free shirt, get some stickers and all that. It's a decent prize back. It's a good amount of money. So Alright, do you have any last words for the end of this podcast here on National Podcast Day? Nope. Just uh go Spurs Go. We're glad you're back. We love you guys. <laughs> oh god, I'm so glad that all right. who I know, I'm so glad the sports are back or at least basketball is back. Not any basketball. Spurs, Spurs back basketball. basketball. All right, so what do we have for you for wrapping up? Again, At The Line is brought to you by News 4 and Fox 29 San Antonio's Spurs Zone. You can find that at Spurs on the Spurs Zone or at Jeff G, Jeff G Spurs Zone on Twitter for everything Spurs. The best Spurs update there is because we give out the best content, don't we? Yeah, we do. Absolutely. We, You said it earlier, we probably had the most content out there for Spurs Media Day out of any any. Any Spurs media team. I mean, I don't want to toot our own horn, but I think we definitely killed Spurs media day. And we weren't even there. <laughs> Which is... we were Unfortunately. <laughs> we were both working from home. Yeah. <laughs> well, you technically could have gone. I mean, if they if they would have allowed it, yeah. I would have gone. Yeah. All right, make sure to check us out at our home base at atthelionpodcast.com, where you can find... A word that we post our podcast, that's Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher, anywhere else. You can also find us on Twitter, at the Lion Pod. We're going to be posting a lot more there. You can also find us on Twitter. You can find my Twitter, at Ty Yeager Radio. That's Ty, J-A-G-E-R Radio. Mac, where can they find you? You can find me at Mac Penn Media. That's M-A-C-P-E-N Media. And again, you can check out the Spurs Zone at Jeff G. Garcia. Not Jeff G, Jeff G, just Jeff Garcia at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Uh, make sure to check out the Rise Up Podcast community on Twitter and in honor of National Podcast Day. That's at RU Pod Community, or you can find them on their webpage at bit.ly slash Rise Up Pod Community. Guess what? Christmas is around the corner, and do you want your at the line merch? I hear a yes. But guess what? We have merchandise. You can find that on our website or at bit.ly slash at the line store. You can have hoodies, tank tops, t-shirts. They're all reasonably priced. Go get them. It's awesome. Cool. Laker fans are delusional. I need to get that tank top soon. All right. Last words. No, just go Spurs. Go guys. Thank go you s- for listening. I got you on that. I got you on that clothing, didn't I? <laughs> it was good. All right. We'll see you guys next week. You're on at the line. Go Spurs. Go. See you guys later.
no, 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 no. I needed more. 